This is Frank Falvey, and in our continuing series about the town election, I have Jennifer Williams, who is running for the planning board. Hi, Frank. Jennifer, that's a four-year uh, term, if I recall correctly. Correct. Jennifer, where did you grow up? Grow up? I grew up uh, nearby in Blackstone, actually. Uh, most of my family is still around. Um, so I grew up in Blackstone uh, and then went to school, lived in the city for a while, and moved to Franklin when my then fiance and I were looking for our first home. We wanted to move back to this area to be close to my family, my mother, father, sister, brother. Um, but we chose Franklin specifically for all the great reasons that everybody else loves this town, right? Great school systems, uh, parks and rec, uh, you know, I could go on and on, but we loved Franklin and that's why we chose to make this our home. And that was about six years ago now. Uh -huh. And Jennifer, did you go to college? Yes, I went to uh, Endicott College. Um, I actually, I have a Bachelor of Science in Interior Design, uh, and then I went to Suffolk University uh, to pursue a Master's of Interior Architecture. Uh, I've been, I am a licensed designer, but also a registered architect. Uh, so after I graduated from school, uh, I, like I said, I was in the city, working in the city at a firm called Sasaki. And then, um, you know, was there for a few years, was at a firm called Perkins and Will, a big, you know, international architecture firm for 11 years. And I'm now at a firm named Populous, uh, which is uh, the world's largest architecture firm that specializes in sports. So I actually do sports architecture specifically. Um, that's what my entire career has been. Um, and. And so I just have a real passion for architecture generally, but specifically sports, athletics, um, being active, and uh, love the work that I do. So I work in the city, commute, you know, when I need to commute on the train, which is very convenient from Franklin, uh, and live here and work from here, home here, uh, you know, a few days a week as well. It's fascinating. My daughter uh, Jennifer oh. went to Endicott College when it was not co-ed. Oh wow! When it was just all uh, women, and uh, at the time it was a two-year college. But the uh, I can't think of his name. The president uh, expanded it, and it became a four-year co-ed college. Yeah, it, um, it has grown tremendously uh, in the past couple decades. I mean, it has changed so much even from when I went there. Um, but it was, I played field hockey while I was at college. Uh, so, you know, I played sports while I was at school and, you know, loved every second of it. The school's on the ocean, um, right. but, it's, but it's only, you know, an hour and a half or so from this area, as you probably right. know. Right, it's a... Uh it's grown to be a very lovely campus, mm -hmm. as you say. It is on the uh, ocean. Uh, at one time, I don't know if they still have a, a very good uh, program in the hotel uh, administration and they do. The hospitality. Mm -hmm. uh, but it has uh, uh, really grown to be quite a, uh, a facility. Uh, 
in uh, Suffolk, I didn't realize that Suffolk, uh, I th when you say Suffolk, I think of a law school. But Suffolk is more than a law school? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a full-fledged university with a lot of different programs. Um, I took classes um, to advance, you know, my career and just knowledge in the field in, um, you know, everything from lighting to you know, architectural history. While I was working in Boston, I was taking classes there because Suffolk is located right downtown. Um, so managing the, the two of those at the same time, but. So it's located by uh, Park Street. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Subway, uh, in, in that area. Mm -hmm. uh, you're really in the heart of uh, not only the State House, but uh, the Freedom Trail uh, and uh, the Orpheum, is it the Orpheum Theater? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of well-known theaters in the right, theater district right, there. Right. But yeah, Suffolk's in the heart of it all. Um, and like I said, we used, we used to live in Back Bay. So I used to walk oh, through wow, the garden, through wow. the common to get <laughs> to my office, which is in the financial district. Um, Granted, but at that point we were living in 500 square feet, right? And so we definitely had a need to expand. We still we still love and it's convenient from Franklin, um, hopping on the train with the kids and right. taking the kids right. into the city and sharing, you know, with them walking around like the way we used to do. I hope do. you've been on the swan boats. Uh, actually, we have not taken them on the swan boats, to oh. be honest. We need to take them on the duck boats too, but I think we'll wait until they, they can actually understand oh, the, uh, the history. But you showed them make way for ducklings. Oh, ducks. they, that's one of their favorite. They actually request that we visit there every time we go into the city because they want to sit on the little duckies. How old are they? Uh, my daughter is going to be four in April and my son is going to be two in January. Yeah. So you, you have uh, uh, children that will be soon part of the Franklin school system. Yes, yes, which we're really excited about. And it's also, um, like I said, why we chose Franklin to anticipate them coming into this great school system. And, uh, you know, we've certainly been paying attention to the elections for other boards, school committee, et cetera, because it's going to impact us. And that's part of the big reason as well why I want to be a full-time member of the planning board is to really have uh, you know an impact on where this town is headed in terms of development knowing that my kids are going to grow up here I want it to be a town that once they do grow up they want to stay that they can afford to buy a home and they don't feel like they need to move out of Franklin 20 years down the road so um, and I believe decisions made today will impact that um, so you anticipate your background in architecture and in planning uh, will be an asset uh, on the planning board. Absolutely. I mean, I, we we don't review the design of buildings and quite frankly, I mean, that's a subjective thing and it's important for the character of the downtown and we have the design review commission to, to chime in on that. Um, we have the zoning board of appeals to ensure that uh, zoning you know, bylaws are, are met and when variances are asked for, uh, it's reviewed by that board. But because I'm an architect, I have all the technical expertise to be able to understand zoning, to be able to understand how to read plans and sections and site plans. It's a lot of site plan review. Um, so just having the knowledge and having worked with consultants, civil engineers, landscape engineers, um, 
traffic consultants as as a professional architect myself you know that experience from a lot of different lenses certainly i you know i find even now as an associate member has been invaluable so that i know what i'm looking at and can contribute in a meaningful way i didn't realize that you're you already are an assistant member i am an associate member yes and of the current board since last august Oh, since just this past on. Yes, okay. correct. And in in your expertise, you you do not only landscaping, uh, runoff of water, or how how that affects, and if it's in a uh, some areas where traffic is heavy, uh, you weigh about traffic studies. But parking, mm -hmm. there recently was a discussion about reducing the number of parking spaces in the downtown area to help the city of Boston I <laughs> totally did that totally went over my head yeah I think there was um, it, it was discussed at many meetings um, I think there were a lot of different opinions about it what was proposed is that the um, number of parking spots required per residential unit of a of a of a building uh, be reduced from one and a half spots down to half a spot per residential unit in both the downtown commercial um, the downtown district and the commercial one zoning districts and um, that was a change to the bylaw that was put forth by the town council that town council uh, came up with it with alongside the uh, economic development committee and then uh, brought it to the planning board. The planning board ultimately decided to vote against changing the, uh, reducing the required amount of parking for residential units um, for, for many different reasons. The, as an associate member, I cannot vote um, on matters that are put forth. I give my opinion but at the end of the day, when they're voting for something to move ahead or, or, or to be denied, um, I don't have the ability to vote currently. And that's why I'm really passionate about, passionate about trying to become a full-time voting member so that I can vote and have more of an impact. Um, so that ultimately the planning board decided to go against that reduction in parking. And so now it's, it's back in the hands of, of the town council. There, at one time, you, you may not be aware, but at one time, there was a proposal to take where the old Acapulco restaurant complex is mm -hmm. and turn that into a parking garage, which uh, to me make, made a, a lot of sense. Uh, does that make sense to you? I think there are quite a few buildings downtown that are underutilized or, or in disrepair and in need of re-envisioning um, again ultimately that's not something that the planning board decides however if a site plan or an idea is put forth or we have to approve, have to approve it approve now it. i do think that um, the mbta lot right behind Alcapucos and that uh, that well I say the old um, that building the old building that they used to be in that there now has been vacant for since they moved out um, and the parking lot behind it 
certainly would be valuable uh, and a, a tremendous opportunity to redevelop that site to not only potentially working alongside the MBA, improve the transition both from a pedestrian and an accessibility standpoint to the train station itself, um, but take advantage of the fact that there is so much parking right there that could be turned over to the town when it's needed most, uh, meaning the opposite hours essentially of when the train is running at peak hours. So, you know, if we are able to bring more restaurants downtown and bars and need more parking, why not have a lot that can be earn some revenue for the town and be utilized at night, but then during the day be used for commuters to, to get on the train? Um, and so I think, you know, depending on how those property acquisitions could potentially happen, because, you know, one lot's owned by the MBTA, the other is a private, owned by a private entity, um, you know, if the town does have the opportunity to, to work with either of those to try to um, redevelop those sites, it it would certainly benefit or have the chance to benefit the downtown area. And I, the planning board's responsibility in that, like you said, would, would only be to review anything that is ultimately planned and put in front of us um, and make sure that we're enforcing the bylaws and regulations that already exist. Uh, there, does the planning board ever recommend changes in the bylaws around planning? So part of the planning board's responsibility is, in fact, to uh, recommend amendments to the bylaws, you know, as they believe they should be. Um, the way that our structure in our town is currently set up is that the town council is responsible for changing zoning bylaws. And then they propose changes that come in front of the planning board for review and comment. And the planning board ultimately says they agree or disagree, but then it goes back to the town council for an ultimate decision. Um, so the planning board does have the opportunity, certainly, to give input on any changes to those regulations. And I think that is a very important responsibility of the planning board because those changes truly do impact our community in the long term. Because it's, yes, we enforce the rules on individual projects, but making any sort of amendments and weighing in on things like parking downtown, those sorts of, um, of opportunities really are where the planning board has a say in what could change or impact how this town grows physically moving forward. If, if the town ever uh, asked voters whether they wanted to review the town of Franklin Charter, mm -hmm. would you ever feel that the zoning board and planning board should be one and that the duties in the, of the zoning board uh, should be part of the duties of the planning board and that that would be being on the planning board would be, as it is now, an elected uh, position. I do think that. I mean, that's a it's, it's a tough it's a tough question. I think if the planning board has the proper you know expertise and uh, bandwidth 
to handle changes in zoning on top of their responsibilities that that we already have then certainly the planning board is should be qualified enough to to handle any proposed uh, changes to zoning I while the planning board and the zoning board of appeals could be the same uh, that's a lot of work I mean the amount of appeals and variances and and, um, and matters put forth in front of the zoning board of appeals uh, is significant and same thing with the number of projects and uh, initiatives put in front of the planning board on a bi-weekly basis so if if you were to marry the two boards you'd have to double the number of meetings for the same group of people in a volunteer position you know that's already a significant commitment so I think I also think dividing and conquering allows for a, you know a good balance of um, of power really because if it's all held by one board even if it's an elected position that's that's a, a lot of um, influence by just one very very small group of people oh. and so by having different responsibilities with the town council the zoning board of appeals and the planning board i think it helps uh keep everything in check and i do think though however it's critical that they all work together um particularly the town council with the planning board because town council currently has a responsibility for any zoning changes not not that this would fall under the planning board but you, you moved to Franklin because of the schools and the town and the uh, character of the town mm-hmm. of Franklin. Um, is there anything from a planning or architectural point of view uh, that that you might uh, see missing or like to see in the future uh, as, as part of the uh, uh, town of Franklin? Sure. Um, separate from actual planning board right. responsibilities, separate just from, my own subjective yeah, opinion. Right. Yes. Right. Um, I think downtown has so much potential. I mean, from a you know, uh, an urban design standpoint. I mean, urban design in the professional sense, not that Franklin's a city. I mean, just best practices mm. um, to, to improve walkability, accessibility, ultimately draw business to our town. I believe. We have, unfortunately, a lot of privately owned property in like that key central part of downtown that is preventing buildings from being on the street itself and activating the street with businesses and, uh, you know, restaurants and cafes. And whenever in a downtown area you have parking um, at a sidewalk instead of a glass storefront, it really um, hinders the connective experience through a, you know, walking through a downtown area. When you feel like it's continuous um, and you can go from shop to restaurant to bar to cafe and ice cream, I'd love to see an ice cream shop downtown, selfishly. you know, it really livens it up and creates a welcoming, family-friendly, safe atmosphere um, by preventing cars from coming in and out of parking lots. And in an ideal world, if if we could, you know, somehow work out deals with with the property owners of of all of that unfortunately impervious area that is is our downtown. 
you know, there's tremendous opportunity there to, to transform it to, I think, be that downtown that everyone imagines that it, it could be in a really safe and exciting way. We, we struggle right now with um, bringing in new life to, um, you know, the, the few buildings that we do have that are in disrepair. Um, and then the, uh, like I said, the uh, lack of cohesion from sort of building to building and breaking it up with all this parking. Um, you, you mentioned that you're in the sports area mm -hmm. of architecture. Um, it seems to me that Franklin has a good number of sporting facilities, but uh, are they laid out correctly and do we need more uh, sporting uh, types of facilities? I think it's an awesome thing that Franklin has a fantastic parks and rec uh, department and system that you know really is working with kids from a young age in all different types of sports to bring them up uh, to excel in high school and, and, and a lot of them go on to college or club sports. We, I think the town does a great job investing in in proper fields with lighting, artificial turf, maintaining it. Um, you know, we just built that the roller hockey sort of multi-purpose, uh, and I see it used all the time down at Fletcher. Um, so I, I think I think the town has done a great job in that um, regard, and it's exciting for me as someone who loves sports. I can't wait for my kids to start to get involved and utilize all these great assets. And I and I know a lot of nearby towns don't have anywhere close to what we have. So. Um, and I think they've been responsive to, to growing or allow uses or share uses wherever needed. Um, and I'm not, uh, there may be a crunch for space, but I personally am not aware of it. I'd have to become more familiar with the scheduling of the parks and racket to find out. Um, I do think that you know our playgrounds are part of the parks and rec system and with young kids, I love how many playgrounds there are, but I, I do think there's opportunity to, to improve uh, access to our parks and rec um, generally tr in the truest sense from an accessibility standpoint. I have a, a, a sister who has, uh, she's disabled, she has mobility challenges, she can't come onto any playground with my kids because they're all mulch. They're not a surface that anybody with mobility challenges can, can stand on or walk on. Um, and there's, you know, I think there are some places where we need to improve the way that accessible parking is 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 accessing our parks and our playgrounds um, and you know everything from the surfaces that we're using down to how they're connected to the streets and the parking um, but again this is all my subjective opinion uh, I, I will say as a planning board member when site plans are put forth I'm very I'm very cognizant of um, accessibility and making sure that what our town is going to be developing is truly um, there for everybody, all you know, uh, ages so, and abilities. So it must break your heart that the downtown train station is not handicapped oh, accessible. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate, and again, and that's an MBTA problem. But I, again, I think if if there is an opportunity for for our town to uh, work with the MBTA. But it's it's an MBTA. It, I mean, the MBTA owns the tracks and the station. A lot of young people like yourself are beginning to run for a multitude of town offices um, and bringing a lot of ideas and youth into the community. 
One of my questions, again, not related to the planning board is, someone that has young families new to the town, what is the young thing that Franklin doesn't have that that you would like to see uh, either built or exist in, in Franklin? Uh, I mean, I, I'd love to see more breweries and wineries particularly close to the downtown area in walkable, uh, you know, access from, from walkable uh, uh, places because it just brings so much life um, to to any part of town. 67 degrees is fantastic, but they're the only brewery we, ha we have and they're on Grove Street with extremely limited parking. Um, and I think, and breweries tend to be really busy and bring life like during the day and, and at night and live music. I think. I think also having, um, I mean, the Common is fantastic and the programming lately on the Common has been tremendous. And the more that uh, the town, the, I mean, the, the, the uh, our Franklin uh, Cultural uh, Committee and the uh, Economic Development, I mean, every, all of the uh, the Parks and Rec Department that put that put on the concerts on the, on the common in the summer. I mean, the more programming and spaces we have for stuff like that, I think will help continue to bring families together and and uh, and really uh, then promote business by having a lot of people congregating in certain areas of town to enjoy those amenities. Um, Jennifer Williams running for planning board. If people want to be part of your campaign or learn more about you, how can they do that? Um, they can go to, well, you can call me anytime, uh, 857-205-5302. Okay, can we go slow? Okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you can go on uh, Facebook. I have can a... Can you repeat the phone number slowly, though? Oh, sure. 857-205-5302. You could email me, which is Jennifer, D-E-O-N, Williams at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. There I have, uh, if you search Jennifer Williams for planning board, it will come up and all of my information is also there, including a link to my website. Uh, my website itself, I will post on online uh, with the information of this interview. Uh, it's too long and too many letters to, to try to say on TV. Um, but there are a lot of different ways. And if you're looking for any specific information, by all means, just contact me directly and I'd, I'd be happy to talk to you. Jennifer Williams, thank you uh, for coming. And we both want to remind the viewer that on November 2nd, from six o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock in the evening, you may vote at the Franklin High School Gymnasium. And if we don't see you there, we certainly hope that you vote by mail or at the town clerk's office. But here in Franklin, your voting and learning about the candidates is probably going to affect you economically and affect your community more than even voting for president. So Jennifer and I would like to see a turnout higher than we had in the presidential election. Uh, thank you for uh, viewing this program. Uh, we both appreciate your, uh, your your turning in. Thank you. Thank you again, Jennifer.
This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.